Hello and welcome to the Profitable Practice Podcast with me, Andrea Maxim, naturopathic doctor turned healthpreneur. And every week I'm bringing you no nonsense, no BS, actionable strategies to create a practice that is not only profitable, but fully sustainable by you. If you're an action taker like me and want to create a practice that is profitable, then you've come to the right place. Well, hello once again. This is Andrea with the Profitable Practice Podcast. And I hope you've been loving the podcasts that we've had already and definitely um, the interviews because we've had some wonderful people on the show um, interviewing and talking about their business. And really the whole point of this is to kind of eliminate all the BS and all the frilly stuff. And as I said, I promised I wasn't going to give you frou-frou. We were going to give you cold, hard examples of how how people are running their practice or their um, health care clinic or what have you. But today I really wanted to talk about sort of blocking time and time management because really this is something that most of us want to have more of and for some reason we just can't work 48 hours a day. You know, I don't know why that doesn't exist, but we're kind of stuck with the time that we've been given, keeping in mind that there's other things that require our time that aren't business related like family and partners and friends and even just having a social life. So um, what I really wanted to discuss was sort of how my maternity leave boosted my business and allowed me to start to compartmentalize my time so it could benefit not only me but also my practice without necessarily affecting my bottom line. Now, for me, it was actually my maternity leave that gave me the opportunity to restructure my patient visits and force me to create more time for definitely my new baby girl as well as my family. Um, But I was really, really looking forward to it because for me, as I was prepping for that maternity leave, and keep in mind, my maternity leave was only five weeks, um, I knew, well, I was hoping that I was going to have all this extra time to start coming up with new ideas and start managing my online business a lot better and do more YouTube videos. And of course, what we think it's going to be like when we enter parenthood is nothing compared to what it actually is in real life. But the point of this podcast is to highlight sort of my experience and what I went through, but I want you all to know that you do not need to pop out a baby in order to compartmentalize your time and understand how valuable your time is. So, you know, let's get straight to the point. And probably the biggest issues that you guys are facing right now is time or lack thereof. You have tons and tons of ideas, but you just haven't given yourself the time to execute. Or if you're anything like me, you're a wonderful executor uh, and you're a wonderful starter, but I'm a horrible finisher of any of my projects. I'm one of those people that will, you know, put out a killer workout in that last five minutes, I would just rather be doing anything else other than finish the workout. Or um, when it comes to eating, I'll always leave a little bit on my plate. And I don't know where that comes from. This is just innately ingrained in me. And we'll be talking about some tools that you can use to identify exactly what type of personality and um, work ethic person you are. And we'll talk about that in another podcast. You know, you may have a stack of books or maybe a list of webinars or podcasts that you've been wanting to read or watch or listen to. 
And of course, we are always talking about that internal struggle between being a practitioner and a business owner. And so I had all those things, as I said, I was like, oh, sweet. Now I can watch all these things. I can listen to all these people. I'll have so much time on my hands. Um, Babies don't really care about what you wanted to do with your time. Um, They really do suck up a lot of time, despite the fact that they're sleeping so much. But when you're only getting, you know, three, four hours of sleep a day, you really do need to nap. So please keep that in mind for all those um, soon to be or want to be parents. But anyways, uh, complete digression there. So um, for me, in case you haven't watched any of my earlier podcasts, at this point in time when I was pregnant with Aria, I was running two businesses. So I had my business that I own in Caledonia as well as an associateship that I have in Burlington. And I was also just in the midst of rebranding myself to the Maxim movement and everything is maximized. Um, And this was sort of my new stepping stone to create some um, extra revenue and really start to kind of hone in on the patient and people that I really wanted to help. I was also thinking about creating an online course and, you know, starting a seminar series and and I was just starting to feel like I was getting some traction. And, um, you know, like most humans, and this is going way back, uh, I really wanted to share my experiences and my successes with someone. So it was um, shortly after my 30th birthday uh, that I signed up on to Plenty of Fish. If you're familiar with that, it's an, a free online dating site and literally 10 years later was sitting across the table from my now husband and um, things moved very quickly and I always knew that it would. I I always told my friends, you know, when I meet my forever person, I know it's going to be fast and I always said, you know, it'll be six months and we'll be married for sure. So needless to say, without really pushing anything, Scott and I bought a house uh, three months later and then literally just like the opening sequence of Look Who's Talking, um, we found out very shortly after that we were pregnant with Aria. So, you know, a lot of things happen in a very short period of time for me, but I feel like that's kind of how my life rolls. And, you know, as I said, once the little baby girl arrived, once my little munchkin arrived, I really had to start changing the mindset around how I was going to execute my practice and what my hours were going to be. And up until that point, I was giving up a lot of my time to make my patients feel better, to really accommodate their schedule and sacrifice sacrifice my own. Um, I was even, you know, very much aware of cost and what people were spending on visits. So I would offer free 15-minute consultations all the time and um, offer discounts on supplements here and there. And, you know, in hindsight, I really wish I had just right from the get-go said, you know, this is what everything costs. If you want to come and see me, if you want to use my expertise, something that I've gone, you know, nine years to school for, and who knows how many hundreds of thousands of dollars have been put into my education. Um, I really wish I hadn't done that as much. So now that I have this family to provide for, I really cut back on offering as many free visits as I was, and certainly not discounting supplements, keeping in mind that, you know, we we have to really educate our patients that, you know, instead of buying a new pair of boots, you could put 
put that money towards your healthcare spending. Or instead of going on a $3,000 vacation for a week, you could be putting a lot of that money towards your health because yeah, vacations are great and I'm sure you look great in those boots, but if you're not healthy and if you're not taking advantage of that early, as early as possible, because remember we are in preventative care here, um, that it's not really gonna be much for you in the long run. So, um, you know, this is something that I'm really trying to promote now, now that uh, I've been kind of focusing more on that. And it's amazing how little um, issues I get from patients when I just say, well, now instead of offering free visits, I'm going to, um, you know, it's I'm gonna charge you a nominal fee for it for whatever reason. And so, the other thing that really happened was I really started to truncate my schedule and I was kind of forced into doing so because I needed to be home more for Aria. Um, and as I said in a in another podcast, for me, I didn't want to just become a, a stay-at-home mom and that was it. Like my goal for myself was always to be a healthpreneur and to always drive the business and, and leave that legacy for my kids. Um, so... This kind of brings me to the first um, bullet point, the first topic of this podcast is talking about time. And remember, we can't create time. It exists and it can never be created or taken away or anything like that. So, and when we're talking about this, I also want you to remember that you know, for me, it took having a child to feel comfortable with making this change to my schedule and blocking more time. And I strongly, strongly encourage those that are listening that if you can start to compartmentalize your time early on, then your patients don't know any different or your clients won't know any different. And so for the couple, um, for a month or two before Aria came, I was consulting with a business coach. I thought to myself, you know, I really want to be around people that are consulting some of the best in their business. I really want to pick someone's brain. And, you know, it gets a little bit lonely when you're doing everything on your own. And the biggest thing that he always harped on me every single time we had a visit was, you know, why haven't you organized your schedule better? Why haven't you blocked time to make yourself more productive so that instead of having, you know, a half an hour break here, an hour break there, where you really can't get into any new project, you organize your time so that, you know, these four hours are set for new patients. These four hours are set for acupuncture visits. And you know, I just, I just always came up with the excuse of, well, I don't think that I can do that just yet. I know once I have a kid, people will understand. They'll be like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense because she has to be home for her infant now. So we won't give Dr. Andrea nearly as much flack about it. Um, and so that was my training of thought. And again, I was putting that assumption into my patient's mindset. I wasn't entertaining it. I could have just easily asked, do you guys mind if I start doing this or just done it and and kind of saw what the ramifications were. Um, so for some practitioners, just as an example, they will set certain um, time slots just for new patients. So I've heard of um, practitioners doing Monday mornings from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. are set just for new patients or um, 
they have Friday afternoons where they block themselves off for the afternoon and they leave early. So you don't have to worry about, you know, not having your long weekend if you so choose. And then um, Wednesday all day is a marketing day where, yes, you're still at the office, but you're not seeing patients and you're focusing predominantly just on marketing techniques. So, you know, that's an example of what you can certainly do. And so, you know, it took me... As I said, 40 weeks and 18 hours of labor, which is not fun, by the way, um, for me to realize how valuable my time was. And instead of seeing eight patients over the span of nine hours, I'm now seeing those eight patients in four hours, meaning that I took all those breaks away and I just put them all back to back. And, you know, it gave me the rest of the day for me to be doing family things or marketing or internet research or medical research. And the best part is, is that my um, bottom line, my income really didn't change all that much. Um, For sure, you know, there's certain patients that aren't going to be able to make it into your new schedule and that's okay. For me, that was a a good enough sacrifice for me to properly run my business and to not always come into the office every single day with my clinician hat on, my marketing hat on, my business hat on, my mom hat on, and just getting so ruffled and so confused that now I blocked it. So, okay, for the next four hours, it's my clinician hat. For the next four hours, it's going to be my marketing and advertising and research hat. And then when I go home, it's my mom and wife hat. So it really did help me de-stress. It helped me declutter and it helped me really organize myself so much better. Um, And I have an example on my website, maximizedbusiness.ca, that shows sort of an example of what my schedule looks like now. Of course, it's always subject to change. And even as my um, daughter is getting older, I'm opening up more hours for myself just because I have the time now. But I'm still keeping things as compartmentalized as possible, just offering myself more in-office time as opposed to home time. Um, But the one thing that I just want to encourage everyone to understand is, yeah, you know, this was four years into my business where I could truncate my schedule and still make the same amount of income. But don't forget for up until that point, I was still busting my ass, hitting the pavement, trying to develop that active patient list So that when I did make changes, it wasn't going to really impact my ability to pay the bills or run my office or anything like that. So, you know, if you're just starting out, yes, I do think it's important to block your time, but still offer more blocks of time for patients to um, come in and see you as opposed to just thinking, oh, I can get by on one day a week. Because I can tell you even now, five years out, having my schedule cut down to even two days a week, it's just not as busy as I would like it to be because people aren't necessarily going to cut down their schedule to come see you. They'll most likely call another practitioner that fits into their schedule. So you do have to be very careful about that. And I even remember as a intern in my fourth year, um, one of the supervisors said, oh yeah, start with one day a week and only that day to see patients and then start expanding as you get full. And there, I, I did that, I tested that, but I did find that people are like, well, I can never come and see you on a Thursday. So, you know, it's just not gonna work. 
And so that is a bit of a struggle. You do have to start open, sorry, start with more of an open calendar in the beginning, see where people like to slot in their time. And I will tell you from years of experience that you will always be busy first thing in the morning and you'll always be busy in the evenings. Typically the middle of the afternoon is when you will have the majority of your breaks. So that could be your time to focus on marketing and business related things and social media related things and just schedule patients in for a couple hours in the morning, a couple hours in the evening, okay? So I just wanted to kind of um, point that out, not to think that anybody can just start off where I am. And then the other thing um, that's really important when it comes to time is creating consistency. And I cannot explain how important it is to be consistent with whatever it is that you want to achieve. And You know, have you ever listened to anyone who's a master in their field, someone who is you would consider a mentor, someone who you want to emulate someday and watch how they run their business or or you're just sort of curious, why are they so good at what they do? And if you ask them how they got so successful, usually they'll always say, I was consistent. Every single morning for a half an hour, I would read all the up-to-date medical research. Um, Every single Tuesday, I block off a YouTube video that I'm going to make. Every single Thursday, I always go to a mastermind group or to a networking group. And they keep that consistent. And by doing that and by staying on top of mind every single day, not only do People get used to seeing you, um, but people online that are following you are going to be looking forward to your new information every single week. So in my instance, I will always put, I will always record a YouTube video over the weekend and then post it on Monday and send it out to my email group. And the more I've been doing that, and it's taken about a year or two, the more I'm starting to get feedback and people asking me questions and, oh, have you thought about doing this video? So it takes a long time for people to start to know, like, and trust you. And the more consistent you are at being in the forefront, top of mind, offering great information, the more people are going to start to integrate with you and share your information with their friends. And then that's just going to drive more business into your door. Um, So one thing that I was really struggling with prior to my maternity leave was being consistent. And this is something I still struggle with because there's always a reason to do something else. It's kind of like the squirrel effect. And as a business owner, there's always another squirrel passing by and you just kind of go squirrel, 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 and you forget um, how to stay just in the moment, do what you got to do, get your your number one project done before checking your emails or checking your um, voicemails or what have you. And the, the number one reason why I wasn't consistent was because I didn't schedule my time properly. And you can see how, you know, that's going to become a bit of an issue. You might find there's a bit of a die off. Maybe people stop liking you or, or there's just no engagement. And so since then, I've really started to be a lot more focused with my time because I feel like I'm kind of getting this whole new breath of fresh air because I'm blocking my time appropriately. So for instance, to be a YouTube sensation, and I'm going to talk about more about YouTube and other podcasts, um, you really do need to be posting consistently, whether it's um, once a week, every two weeks is a little bit long, but you can certainly do it. Once a month is way too far apart. You really do need to be doing it 
if not once a week, a couple times a week. Um, you need to drive your social media followers to your Facebook and Twitter pages by consistently posting, sharing, liking, tweeting other content that other people are, are posting. And then, of course, of course, posting your own. So to even get started... Go to some of the big people's sites. Go to um, Amy Porterfield's site on Facebook um, marketing. Go to James Wedmore's site on YouTube marketing and post and share their items. And the more you do that, the more their followers might start to follow you. Or maybe even they will give you a shout out on their web website or social media page. Um, and then to create a name in your community, you have to consistently be booking seminars and creating good content so that you can be um, right in front of your potential customers or clients or patients, um, whatever the nomenclature is you want to use. And that they will think of you first, because that's really what it comes down to. You know, we get very frustrated with doing seminars in, in this business, and you know, it never seems like it pans out right away. I have been successfully closing at least five to twenty-five percent of people that are coming to my seminars now, and I'll talk about that as I said in another podcast because of how I now approach them. But what I've been doing is I've been consistently booking in with certain supplement stores or what have you every single month. So people are starting to get used to my face. They're starting to see, oh, Dr. Andrew is doing another seminar. I'm going to bring my friend to this one. And it's all about, again, consistency. Um, and to run a good business, you also need to be consistently in touch with your clients. And for me and my business practice, I don't put a lot of time into finding new patients. I put a lot of time into keeping my patients that I already have very happy and feeling like they're getting a ton of extra stuff from me. I, you know, I send them out emails every single day, depending on what their interests are. I'll send them out emails that are coinciding with their interest. I try to go above and beyond for my patients because as we know, Word of mouth is really the most important thing for our business. And if we're not giving our customers, our current patients, the best service possible, the above and beyond, I can't believe my naturopath is doing this kind of service, we may not get those word of mouth referrals that we want. Um, so you really do need to definitely be encouraging um, referrals and even asking for them and asking these people to do things like like or share or comment or what have you. And so what else makes a business or a brand even memorable? And they're consistently in your face. They're consistently giving you good content, consistently connecting with you and giving you reasons to buy. So yes, it was my maternity leave that gave me the opportunity to do these things. And sometimes, you know, feeding Aria at one, two or three in the morning was actually when I was at my most creative. And I would write down all kinds of things that I wanted to do. And yes, I would forget some by the morning time. But I found just being in the middle of the night, being awake, because I had to be, but the house was quiet and I just let things kind of flow. Or if you ever find, you know, when you're in the shower, you're the most creative, make sure that you write things down that you want to accomplish and then do accomplish them. Or I find even when I'm, you know, in the bathroom, on the toilet, I'll, you're just sitting there. There's nothing else you can really do. And I'll usually have my phone with my notepad open and start making little notes on my notepad of things that, oh yeah, I really want to do that. Oh yeah, I have to contact this person. Oh yeah, I really want to share this information. So um, I definitely, definitely encourage you to always be writing things down. And even if it takes you a year to get to it, then it takes you a year to get to it. 
But as I said, the bottom line is, is regardless of what it takes for you to get there, I hope it's not popping out a child. Um, please do consider and value how important your time is and how much more profitable you can become if you start to compartmentalize your time so that you can be more present with your patients, more consistent with your media skills, your social media skills, whatever it is that requires the business side of things, and then of course more present and consistent with your personal life, being family, friends, or what have you. So I hope that that um, drives a little bit of insight to you. If you do have any questions or topics or things that you'd like me to cover or discuss, or if you even want me to interview you, if you have something to share with my audience, please contact me via email. You can find my contact information on my website, www.maximizedbusiness.ca. But I hope that you are continuing to learn, grow, and maximize your business. This is Anne. Andrea, I'm out. You guys are killer. Thank you as always for listening to the Profitable Practice Podcast. Leave me a comment and if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. Definitely subscribe to this podcast and leave me a quick review. For those ready to maximize your practice, contact me at www.maximizedbusiness.ca.